Hey folks, welcome to episode 163 of the FLW Podcast in Benton, Kentucky. I'm Jody White. I'm joined, as always, by the one, the only Kyle Wood from Hopkins, Minnesota. Yes, sir. Kyle, we actually have sort of a deadline on the podcast today. We've got a meeting in a half an hour, so we got to go quick. It's which pretty is, rare that we're rushed for time, but this one we're going to speed up. Yeah, and I think we can do it. I've got faith in us. Um and that being said, I think it's a good show. It's going to be a little tight, but we got a few things to talk about. Uh, first up is an interview with Cole Floyd, who's leading the Central Division of the Costa FLW Series in points. Uh, just won the BFL Super Tournament on Kentucky Lake this past weekend, and in doing so, wrapped up the AOI in the LBL Division. So we got a lot going on with Ultra Hammer Cole Floyd, who got beat by Jason Lambert this spring. He made a good run at it. He did. So anyhow, here's Cole Floyd. We'll be back to talk fishing very shortly. All right, and now we're joined by Cole Floyd, uh, winner of the LBL Division Super Tournament this last weekend on Kentucky Lake, uh, leading the Costa FLW Series Central Division in the points right now. We're uh, coming up to the final event of the season here in, a, I guess, I don't know, maybe a month or somewhere in there for that. Uh, Cole, thanks for coming on. How's it going? Uh, not too bad. Good to be with you. All righty. I guess we might as well start off with sort of the, uh, I guess, the most recent thing that happened. You won the Super Tournament on Kentucky Lake. You won it by like eight pounds, and you wrapped up Angler of the Year for the LBL division, which maybe, you know, right. maybe some of the best guys in that division don't fish every single tournament, but man, there's some really good guys in that division. So both of those big accomplishments. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's definitely some real good hammers in the LBL division. I mean, it's it's probably, you know, it's probably one of the toughest divisions out there to compete. You know, all the tournaments are on Kentucky Lake. So, I mean, it's, you know, compared to other divisions, they're kind of jumping around. So, But, you know, the LBL, it's all, it's all Kentucky Lake. So, you got all the best guys just piled in there, always going out there. And they're really tough to compete against for sure. Yeah, I feel like to me the uh, the Ozark division draws really big fields, and the OS draws big fields, and it fishes a lot of lakes that are pretty similar with a lot of really high level guys. That's produced a bunch mm-hmm. of all American champions, and then I feel like the Gator division is a really tough one because obviously most of them are on Okeechobee. But yeah, I agree with you. The LBL yeah. division is right up there. Um, yeah, I guess this most yeah, recent. Oh, go ahead. No, you're fine. Uh, no. Yeah, but it's 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 a tough one to to compete against. But I don't know. I mean, the years went great so far. I can't complain. But uh, it's it's been fun. You know, last year was kind of a learning curve. Uh, it was the first year I fished LBLs. First year I've ever fished BFLs. Period. But uh, it was definitely definitely a learning curve. And I think I, I don't know. I finished in top twelve in points last year. But this year this year's been awesome so far. Yeah, for sure. This year, I mean, you've cranked out, let's see, four top tens. You got your first FLW win here. Um, if we're talking just straight Kentucky Lake success, you finished uh, second to Jason Lambert uh, back in the spring, which, you know, 
seems like Jason oh, yeah. Lambert pretty much wins everything on Kentucky Lake now. So if he didn't exist, you would have won for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, you've had yeah. a you've had a really great year for sure. Yeah, that that coast event, I'm still kind of still kind of down about that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I was I was happy for where I finished. You know, everyone wants to finish first, but uh, it was uh, it was definitely it was a fun tournament for sure. I mean, it was a whack fest. I know that. I knew Jason Lambert was the you know the Randy Haynes and all them top top dog ledge guys. You know, I knew it'd be a tough one to compete against, but it was definitely a fun fun little run against them but uh i just just kind of get the win but maybe get them next year oh yeah because i'm you know we'll uh it's not like we're gonna stop coming to kentucky lake there'll be more chances um as far as this tournament yeah. uh you know the, the super tournament can you kind of talk a little bit about how you caught your fish and sort of what went down yeah um well i mean everyone it's it's fall time fall's coming in and Everyone from Brent Anderson, you know, Brent Anderson's the, and what he still is, the spook god, you know, the fall time. I mean, he, that cat's won all kinds of tournaments this time of year, but, uh, you know, I caught, that's how I caught him was on top water on them bars. But, uh, everyone, everyone is kind of, it's a big thing now, you know, it's kind of, kind of, you know, low. And no one really, no one really did. I mean, they heard about it a little bit here and there, but, it's uh it's really becoming a big thing now but the i don't know i mean what separated from me from everyone else is i just think i had i had a lot of spots that were you know just little areas i was fishing so i wasn't really covering a lot of water wasting time the bite wasn't really that good so i mean you're fishing for 10 10 to 15 bites in a day on a real real good day but uh you know i'd pull up on on places and on the big flats and bars and I'd put the poles down and make a consistent cast, you know, on the same cast, same cast. And I just hope to get one or two bites. You know, I think I caught the most I had off one spot was like four, but, uh, I, they're definitely the right ones. You know, it was, it was a fun time, but yeah, it was, uh, I'm looking for one, the next year one for sure. Yeah, you definitely had like the right little recipe and that being dialed in on those couple on, you know, on the spot on the spot was obviously key because, yeah. you know, I've gone out and done, tried to do that kind of fishing a fair amount and mostly utterly failed at it because, you know, I guess unless it's yeah. really good or you really know where mm -hmm. to start, it's, it yeah. takes a lot of work to just, uh, to just get bites more than, oh yeah you know, you can't, sure. uh. It's not like ledge fishing where you can graph over it and be like, well, there's fish down mm -hmm. there. <laughs> you know, you have yeah. to, you really have to seek them out and pay attention to every little mm -hmm. bit, it seems like. And obviously, yeah, you put your time in on it and figured it out. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's not, it, it might, you know, I had 40 pounds in two days, you know, it sounds great and awesome, but it was a, I mean, it's a grind. It's not. Like, I mean, it'll get good here coming up here. Yeah, I, I don't know. October's it's usually, you know, the best month for it, but right now it's definitely, it's not like really, I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's definitely grinding. You look at the weights, you know, I mean, they wasn't very, the weights wasn't very big for, you know, for Kentucky Lake, but, uh, yeah, it's, you got to fish, you got to put, the key is putting a lot of time in and just being around the right areas, you know, but 
and a lot of it's timing too. You gotta, you know, you can go past the school and they just not be feeding, and you know, you count you count that off, and you never come back, and that could be the winning school. So there's a lot to it for sure. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, as far as uh, like tackle and that sort of thing, what's your what's your recipe? Um, I use fifty pound braid, and I use a high gear ratio of real like. I usually use an eight gear ratio. Um, I throw I throw that Evergreen SB125. I've been throwing that for a couple of years now, but that thing, I mean, you can cast that thing a mile. I mean, you can fire it out there, and that's that's key this time of year because I mean, you can be going down the bar and you see one, you know, roll up on a gizzard shad or a shad, and I mean, you got to be able to reach that fish. You know, if you're not able to reach them, I mean, you more likely you miss your opportunity to catch that one but uh that's key to be able to fire that bait i guess it has like a tungsten weight in the back end of it and it allows you to just i mean you can bomb that thing out there and uh, i just i work it some guys like to work it real slow and all that but man i i had several guys you know they watched me i, I had a couple guys follow me you know the final day of that super tournament this weekend and one of them was like, man, you're just reeling that thing in. Man, I just, I work it so fast. I almost just reeled in. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just going all over the place, going underwater. I mean, it, it allows them not to get a real good look at it. And, you know, that's hard on, hard on a person to do that all day. I mean, it's, you, you know how it is, Jody. I mean, it, it'll work your wrist. I mean, doing that all day, it's tough on you for sure. Oh, no doubt. Um, so yeah. I guess off like the actual fishing side of things, um, you, you know, you fish, you're fishing the coast, the central division of the coast is this year. You, uh, you fish the LBL division, but you also fish in college. You know, I think what probably, if you just read your name in the standings, what people don't know is that you're 20 years old, you're a junior at Bethel, um, and, you know, you're still going to school. So, I guess, how much have you, Bethel obviously, like, they've, they've probably got one of the best fishing teams out there and you know definitely it's an established program when you were picking out a school was that was that a priority for you and then how has that turned out um well i grew up in ohio that's where i'm originally from um my dad he uh we we've been coming down here to kentucky lake for heck ever since i can remember you know when when I was little, I mean, we've been coming down here year after year after year, and he really loved this lake, and we we come to, you know, love this lake. We wanted to move down here, so we looked at, you know, my parents looked at getting a house around Paris and stuff, and, uh, you know, we had, you had, you know, Powerhouse Fishing Team Bethel when you had Murray, so it was kind of in between them, and uh, I visited, I, I visited Bethel and, you know, come out, I liked it and stuff, and like the area, especially Kentucky Lake being, heck, I'm only 15, 20 minutes from there. But uh, mainly, I mean, the college program, I mean, it's it's really, I mean, it's getting huge now. You know, everyone, I mean, there's tons of, it's tons of people coming and doing the college fishing, and it's great. I mean, it's it's bigger than it's ever been, you know, and I came here mainly for that, to get on a college fish team and really get going on that and, then I just 
jumped into BFLs and started getting in, you know, this first year I fished the coasts and all that. And so far it's, it's been great. It's been an awesome experience you know, you can learn a lot of, a lot of stuff on this lake. This is a great lake to live on for sure. But, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully I can take a little farther and maybe do it for a living. That'd be awesome. Uh, so, you know, Bethel, uh, you've obviously you've had some success. You guys, you made the national championship, uh, this year for and uh fished it this was at the uh uh well sorry you made it at gunners you made it at gunnersville uh mm-hmm. and then i guess you would have fished this one this year as well which you made last year correct yeah and then yeah right and so you've made that you've got another one in, uh coming up i mean uh bethel like it's got you know john garrett who you know came out of it has right. you know torn it up on the BASS side what's it like mm-hmm. being a part of a team of a college fishing team that's at that that's fishing at that level um man you you can learn a lot I'll tell you that we got we got a lot of really tough fishermen on our team I mean you're gonna you're gonna hear their names you're gonna see them they're gonna be fishing up there in the higher levels you know before you know it but uh we learn we learn a lot from each other. I mean, I've learned tons of things just from being around, you know, all of us from, from different areas and just learning different techniques from the guys is, is you know, it's sweet because you can try, you know, where they live. If, you know, we got guys live, like I said, all over the country, all the way from Washington, D.C. I mean, just different techniques and learning from them, you know, being able to drag that on in the future is pretty cool. All right. That's neat. Um, I guess uh, with with the amount of maybe it hasn't come into play a ton this year, but I assume, you know, maybe next year will like, is your, is your priority on any one thing, uh, now or even this year, whether it's school or college fishing or fishing the BFLs or fishing, uh, the Costas, or have you kind of just had to keep a little bit of a hand in everything? Uh, yeah, I just kind of keep a little hand in everything. Um, just yeah that's about i mean just keep you know keep a little hand everything college fishing bfls coasters and all that just kind of keep it going all that but uh that's that's about it i mean you know it's it's a great experience for sure but um you know coming up uh this uh this fall to finish out the uh costa season you've got the uh, the final central division event at Lake of the Ozarks, and then you've got championship, which uh, you ought to be a shoe in to make at Kentucky Lake. As far as Lake of the Ozarks goes, have you been out there before? Do you have experience on it? Are you are are you going to um, have the time to go practice it? Considering you know schools in session now, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I'm on a I'm gonna have time to go there and practice, but. Uh... No, I've never been there before. My dad, he fished the fish last year. He, so I, I've kind of, you know, he's kind of gave me the down low on, like, you know, what what everyone's doing and kind of what's going on. But uh, I don't know. That lake's loaded with fish. It's kind, it's going to be a different – it's going to be a curveball for me just because of all the docks. I've heard all, you know, there's – It's got a lot of, of docks. Docks, <laughs> of docks. Yeah, so it's kind of like – and I know the locals there, I've always heard, you know, there's, you can go in one cove and – there'll be a hundred docks and there'll be two of them that are good. So 
it's kind of like this lake. You know, you got miles and miles of bars, and you got them certain little sweet spots. But it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough one, I think. Just to be able to in that amount of time to have practice to be able to dissect something like that. I'm just gonna. I don't know. I mean, getting health wise, I don't really. I don't like getting into that just because. I mean, it kind of spins me out and gets me. I would like just going to a lake that I've never been to and not knowing a whole lot about it and just going out there and doing my thing. And that's, that's mainly what I like to do. Uh, just like Darnell and, you know, the first coast of this year. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know a clue. I didn't know anything about that. Like right when I got on that lake, I didn't even know which way I was going to go when I got out there. And it, I, I picked up on a little clue and I kind of just went on from there and it, you know, didn't seem real, real tough after that, after I figured out what I was going to do and it was real easy to find, you know, the stuff I was looking for, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Just, to, especially to come here in the championship, that's going to be, that's going to be really cool. Yeah. For, so for the championship, you know, that time of year on uh, Kentucky Lake, you know, it's kind of might be a little bit weather dependent to a degree, but do you, uh, yeah. you know, you'll be fishing obviously at, on, on your home pond, but it's going to be against, uh, you know, a bevy of tour pros, Jason Lambert again, you know, yeah. the uh, best guys from all across the country. Uh, do you, are you kind of looking forward to the opportunity? Do you feel, uh, do you feel like you're well prepared for it? Yeah, I'm not going to, I mean, there's going to be a lot of great guys and I'm just going to treat it as like it's another, just any tournament, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. It's going to be, like you said, it's going to be weather dependent. You know, I'm kind of, it's kind of in a switch of transition right, right around that time. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a good one. Hopefully I can, hopefully I can whack them in that. That'd be pretty, that'd be pretty neat to win on the home lake because the championship. That, that it would. Um, and we've definitely yeah. seen, you know, I don't know, Zach, to me, the guy who stands out is, you know, basically well there's two guys who stand out as people who you know won championship type events and transitioned almost mm-hmm. immediately to the tour and did it successfully and that's jacob wheeler you know winning the all-american yeah. and uh right. zach burge obviously winning the uh coastal mm-hmm. championship on wheeler and i mean you wouldn't be graduated yet but it would certainly be a heck of a way to kind of you know, to kind of put an exclamation mark on the season and carry a whole bunch oh, of yeah. momentum forward. Uh, I guess, have you thought about... Yeah, that would that would be huge. Yeah, have you thought about at all what your plan is for next year? Um, and, you know, for your um, next couple years? Stuff. As far as just what um, you... Are, is it basically kind of do the same thing or... And see where you get? Yeah, I, I'm really not sure. I've been talking to Dad about it, what I'm going to do. I'm... I'm definitely. I mean, I'm gonna fish the LBLs and stuff, but I'm not sure. I'm. I'm gonna either fish. I'm. I'm gonna fish. The, definitely gonna fish the one on Kentucky Lake, the coast of here. But uh, I'm not really sure what division I'm gonna fish or what I'm gonna do. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. I might fish. I think about fishing the opens. You know, maybe in fish some of the coasts, but it's kind of not set in stone yet. I'm not real exactly sure. All right. Well, I would like to fish it. I would like to fish a tour <laughs> if I qualify <laughs> for it, but I don't know if uh, 
I don't know if mom will let me do that, get out of school, and I'll probably better finish school up. Yeah, I mean, you know, Michael Neal uh, fished the tour and went to school at the same time. Uh, but yeah, I that's not that's a pretty rare thing. So you would have to. That was probably definitely yeah. a mom conversation uh, there. But yeah, it would that's, be cool because right yeah, now you're on it track. It would be cool. You know, right now, uh, if you make a top ten, you know, if you make the top ten in the points, which you probably will, assuming that you catch them at all at uh, Lake of the Ozarks, even mm-hmm. if you don't win the points title you qualify for the tour i mean you'd be yeah. able to get in and fish it and you know right. not that you couldn't requalify again because sort of it looks like you know if you look at the success you've had now it looks like you could have success again in the future even if you have a one bad year or something like that but you know you yeah. sometimes you've got a lot of momentum you want to roll with it so i can understand that yeah yeah that's i don't want it to die my momentum die and kind of go in a slump but yeah, I definitely got the momentum going for me right now. It's it's been an awesome season so far. Hopefully, hopefully I can carry it on and you know next year have a just as good a season or even better. That'd be All sweet. Right. Uh, well, I guess while we got you on here, um, I know uh, you've got an Instagram page. Uh, I guess can you go ahead and plug that and like if there's anything else you uh, you want to mention or that we should watch out for, uh, you know, fire away. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, I got I got an Instagram page, Cold Floyd Fishing. I got a Facebook page, and that's Cold Floyd Fishing also. But uh, yeah, if you want to keep up, if anyone wants to keep up on me, and you know, follow me along as I go along this journey, it'd be awesome. Uh, social media is such a big thing now. You know, you know how it is. I mean, there's guys that got thousands and thousands and thousands of followers, but uh, yeah, definitely give me a follow. All right, well, uh, man, I would uh, I would say go ahead and you you guys should follow along, uh, if only because there's often like lots of big fish. Uh, and oh yeah, you know, other than uh, other than that, man, thanks for taking the time to come on. I really appreciate it, and uh, I'll see you here at Lake yeah. of the Ozarks coming up. So, Kyle, do you want to start us off here with uh, some super tournament talk because the TH Marine BFLs are uh, they're rolling on super tournament season now. They are. And uh, we had six of them this past weekend. And I think uh, we'll start with probably, in my opinion, was the most slugfesty of them all. Uh, that would be the Northeast Division on the Thousand Islands, Hog Smallmouth. Uh, Travis Manson won that one, which I believe you called um, a couple I of days ago. I mean, I sort of did. I, like would, I wouldn't say I called it, but I was definitely on the Travis Manson bandwagon. Uh, you for, for sure were. And uh, he caught 44 pounds, two ounces over the course of two days. Uh, fished in Lake Ontario uh, for the most part. Uh, had one little spot on Saturday, caught his fish off. Uh, they were like little ledges anywhere from 18 to 40 feet of water. On the second day, uh, wasn't really working out. Ran a little more history. Burned a pile of gas. I think he says uh, 47 gallons of fuel. It's a lot of gas. Uh, hit 15 spots, caught another solid bag, and won the tournament. Got 6,400 bucks, which is yeah. pretty stellar payday. Oh yeah, for a, I mean, it's awesome. Uh, especially for northern a uh, northeast division derby. Uh, mm-hmm. he caught 26 pounds on day one, 18 yeah, he, on day two. Usually, yeah, he definitely struggled a little more. Yeah, it's interesting. We really this year in the Costas, you know, with Becker 
and Chris Johnston and Manson now here in the uh, BFL. It seems like the recipe for winning at the Thousand Islands is to have one huge day and then kind of hold serve. Like, yep. it looks to me as though it's, even though there's giants out there, being consistent with, like, 20 a day is great, but it doesn't necessarily get it done. You have to find a way to catch that 25-plus pound bag, which yep. to say you have to do that in a smallmouth tournament is bonkers. It is insane. <laughs> uh, also, Travis Manson wrapped up the Angler of the Year in that division, uh, which did. I believe he's done two years in a row now. Hammer. Um, I'm not 100% sure, though. We are going to run like some uh, some questionnaires with the various BFL Division Angler of the Year winners um, as these tournaments wrap up, which should be pretty interesting. If uh, oh. actually 2015 was his other AOI in the Northeast oh, okay. Division, a couple years ago. Yeah, but anyhow, uh, continue by all means. Well, uh, the other big one, which uh, you probably already heard a lot about, was uh, Cole Floyd uh, won the LBL Division on Kentucky Lake. Uh, Floyd has crushed it this year. Uh, again, I don't want to talk too much about him. But the cool thing is he caught almost every one of his keepers on an evergreen shower blows 125 uh, in like one to two feet of water. So super cool catching hogs on top water. I could be down for that. Like I'm not a big Kentucky Lake fan, like ledge fishing kind of thing, but – I would love to get me some fall Kentucky like topwater action. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you love it, and then you get one bite all day, and you're like, "Well, I love this less." So, <laughs> which not would, everyone. Which this way. We're not all Cole, Cole Floyd. <laughs> um, but yeah, he fished down by Paris. Um, like I said, he caught 40 pounds, 10 ounces, or maybe I didn't say that. Either way, uh, he won by over eight pounds, uh, which is super impressive. What's more impressive? Uh, and again, I don't know what you and Cole discussed because this is happening after recording, but let's talk about the top 10 for just a quick minute because I was very, I texted you yesterday when I saw the results from the tournament and I was like, the hammers just don't stop coming in the top 10. You know what I mean? Like for, uh, like kind of local status, right? Like there's, you can't really look at a name on that list and be like, well, he's pretty terrible. It's impossible. You're right. I mean, you've got like, I mean, everyone there has a hist in there has a history of catching fish on Kentucky Lake. Like Craig Hipsher guides in the lake and crushes them. Terry Bolton is maybe like over a period of time the best, one of the best, maybe the best fisherman Kentucky Lake has seen. Mm -hmm. Like he's just always catches them. Uh, Dustin Vall or yeah, Vol, like Ball. Yep. Uh he made he made the college fishing national championship all four years, I think, in college. I believe um, it, right? Uh Brandon Dude's Hunter. Hammer. Hunter perennially finishes in the top ten and gets beat by Jason Lambert in Costas. <laughs> um sorry if a lot of these guys get beat by Jason Lambert. He just wins a lot on Kentucky Lake. It just happens, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't feel bad. Um but no, I mean Drew Boggs catches him all the time, like it's a pile of hammers. It was. It really is. And the a pile of hammers who didn't catch limits is the thing. Yeah, I, I was just going to say the first, second, third place in this tournament all caught five bass, weighed in five bass each day. So they had 10 total. 
Brandon Hunter caught six total. Dwight Fox finished in fifth. He had seven total. Dustin Vall, uh, five total. Uh, it, it was insane that – Five total. You know, one of them was a seven-pounder. Uh, which, I mean, if you're going to catch <laughs> – not a lot of fish. That's the right caliber to be that's catching. You catch one. Yeah, that's the, good, the one you want. Yeah, it was. it's amazing to me how many fish get caught in Kentucky Lake in May and June. And honestly, even in March and April and February, and how difficult it is to catch these fish uh, this time of year. It's really... Yeah, that is I mean, very interesting. Kind of shocking. Um. But there it is. Like, it, it's amazing sometimes to me with all the electronics and the technology, how much it depends on the fish to some extent. Because if these guys can't figure them out, nobody can. Mm-hmm. Most deaf. So, you got that. Uh, well, let's let's move on down the line. The last four, not quite as exciting as the first two. Not to take away anything from the guys that won it. Uh, but the Bulldog Division fished on Lake Lanier. Uh, Brad Wiley won that one with 28 pounds, two ounces. Uh, fished on the lower end of the lake. Uh, lower end of the lake. It sounded windy as all get out, uh, probably due to hurricane activity. I would assume. Uh, used a fish head spin, underspin, uh, with the zoom super fluke to catch almost all of his fish, but he did throw uh, Edo Vision 110 um, to catch some key fish. Otherwise, it was like. Uh, suspended fish around standing timber and some fish on like a channel swing and they had like a hump or something he just kind of rotated through but um all in all it was actually like fairly close in the standings too like the weights were all fairly decent all things considered so good job to you brad uh what else do we have oh we had an Oki division event on grand lake uh kurt they warren pretty won good that one. on grand yeah right yeah or did they just catch him good on day one? I think it was just on day one. So, Kurt Warren won with 31 pounds, 15 ounces, which, not bad. Uh, there were also a lot of guys in this top ten that didn't weigh a limit uh, each day. Okay. So, it sounded like it was a little stingy, but Warren fished a lot. Uh, he says he was junk fishing, just kind of random stuff. Ten feet or less, a lot of docks and, and wood, uh, but he fished a half ounce bass x jig football jig um and that was pretty much it he says he caught almost all his fish on it so if you're going to keep it short and simple why not throw a jig i guess got to yeah uh so good job mr warren we had north carolina division event on lake norman uh robert <laughs> robert walzer won that one um he had 25 pounds six ounces uh he caught some fish on a buzz bait he caught some fish on a zoom finesse worm he caught some fish on a zoom baby brush hog um yeah sounded like he just kind of ran around did a lot of different things fished up the lake uh above the is it the highway 150 bridge yeah 150 bridge yeah yeah um Uh, he did catch a 6-2 though which is a daggum stud. Yeah, so, big time. Especially on Norman. That's a game-changing yeah, style yeah. fish. Uh, big Fish Shane LeHue got sixth in that one. Uh, Brian New finished eighth, just for sort of tour updates. Brian on, Thrift on was moment. in the top ten after day one um, of that tournament. And then did he quit? 
He must have just stopped well, fishing if he. I assume he broke down, uh, died. He fell uh, finished, in. Yeah, something happened. Finished, right? finished 12th. Uh, Ron Farrow finished 14th. He was in the top 10 after day one. He uh, Scott Beatty, I think, was in the top. No, I guess he wasn't in the top 10 after day one because he didn't fish day three. Uh, but yeah, there was potential for some serious uh, tour you know, action in that one as well. Not that Robert Walser doesn't catch him. He does. He's got a pretty good history, as I recall. Uh, but yeah, there were definitely some chances at um, even more even more top 10 Tory action going on there. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's it for North Carolina. Oh, we had one, one more super tournament, and it was the most exciting one, the Hoosier Division event on the Ohio River at Tanner's Creek. Big bass, uh, here we come. Clyde McNairn won that one, 10 pounds, 18 ounces, which I feel like is actually, I mean, not horrible. Oh, yeah. The funny yeah, thing no. is, uh, there was a pretty good chunk of guys that actually weighed limits in. Uh, More in limits this. in that tournament than in the Kentucky Lake tournament. <laughs> Not a true. lie. <laughs> it's true. It's very accurate. Uh, Fishing in May? But... Not going to be the same story. <laughs> Not the deal. You get into September, I think Ohio River gets the nod. You want numbers? Sure. Boom. Uh, yeah, McNairn uh, flipped a Zoom Brush Hog and a Mismo Tube uh, in Tanner's Creek. So the water was kind of low. And he was fishing laydowns uh, that were fairly close to the channel. He did catch a four-pounder, which, I mean, I'd say is pretty good. He also caught a three-pounder. So, I mean, there's the bulk of his weight <laughs> in the two days. Like two fish, On, yeah. on two fish. <laughs> uh, but good job to you, Clyde. Uh, that wraps up this weekend super tournaments. This or this past weekend, this coming weekend, I think we have another six super tournaments. Uh, let me look at the list here: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think we got seven. Wow! And some pretty That'd sweet ones. We got a we got a Buckeye one on Lake Erie, Michigan on Detroit River, uh, Great Lakes on the Mississippi, which should be pretty fun. Might see some smallmouths. A Lake of the Ozarks one, a Lake Hartwell one, an Old Hickory one, and Illini on Red Lake. So, could be. I'll, I'll, I'm interested to see how this weekend shakes out. It'll be a fun one. Hey, it's going to be a close battle for l- number of limits between that Illini one and that Kentucky Lake one. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to see who can e- who can edge out for most limits <laughs> produced. Gosh, that is uh, really something else. Um, on the uh, yeti flw college fishing side of things uh we had a northern conference derby at lake erie um going out of uh i guess sandusky um and they actually got restricted to the bay there was a small craft advisory and there were not nearly as many hog smallmouth caught as we would like to have seen caught uh true but Adrian Adrian College, uh, the team of Chase Serafin and Cody Batterson, they got the win. Uh, they weighed seventeen two, which is actually pretty strong for in the bay. Like it seemed like yeah, it fished pretty bad. good in there. Uh, apparently, they basically, you know, obviously scrapped everything and ran to a marina, and they caught like fifty largemouth uh, on a craw and a tube, or on a jig and a tube and a uh, DT six, um, which. They were uh, they were whacking them. Uh, 
<laughs> you yeah. know, 17, dude, 17 pounds in the bay is pretty strong. And uh, so they qualified. Uh, a bunch of other teams did. They actually were three Adrian College teams in the uh, top 10, which is pretty good. They're pretty good. Um, and it took, uh, it. I guess, fifth place was 14 and change. Well, actually, seventh place was 14. So a lot of really pretty solid bags, um, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, obviously it would have been sweeter if there had not been huge waves. True. Uh, the other takeaway I had from that is Great Lake smallmouths like Rapala DT crankbaits. Well, I think smallmouths. Well, I'm just saying though. You, you said they caught them on a DT. They were catching largemouths. Uh, yeah. But like the Elite Series event on St. Clair, uh, like everyone cranks a DT. I feel like you hear a lot about that crankbait on the Great Lakes. And I know I'm getting off topic, but it's interesting that that's where like you hear a lot about that particular bait. Uh, there was an, the there was an open at a, uh, a bass open on Lake Erie a couple of years ago. And both, uh, and I say this with some grain of salt because they're both Rapala sponsored dudes. But oh, come on, say it right. Rapala. Uh, Rapala. <laughs> no, Rapala. <laughs> uh, because um, uh, Dave Lefevre and um, I mean Lefevre and uh, Iconelli caught fish on a DT10, I believe, as well. Mm-hmm. So apparently they like that. I've definitely, St. Clair is more a crankbait lake than Erie is, but it's interesting to me. For sure. There are not many people who fish a crankbait in the summer for a smallmouth on Champlain. Like, I have done it some and not had a lot of success, but I think it's probably an underfished technique, I would say. I think you're right. Um, I guess that aside... Uh, unless we really do want to dive into a tangent on smallmouth, which I guess I'm usually down for, but we should probably <laughs> keep rolling a little bit. We totally should. I get it. I get it. We'll get back on track. Uh, we announced the uh, site and dates for the uh, 2018 uh, TH Marine Bass Fishing League All-American and the Yeti FLW College Fishing National Championship. Uh, they're both down in Louisiana, uh, May 31st through June 2nd for the All-American on Cross Lake, and then the National Championship is going to be on the Red River May 30th through June 2nd, and I believe the fish-off is going to be on the Red River too. Oh, it's on an undisclosed fishery, so it's going to be somewhere nearby, probably somewhere small. Maybe Caddo Lake, is that around there? Uh, I feel like it might be. Or is that, that might be further south. I don't know. Um, Louisiana, there's a lot of water down there. Yeah, but anyhow, point is, uh, we're going down there, we're going in May, June, so a lot of post-spawn fish, uh, hopefully decent fishing and not too, too hot, but probably tough fishing and extremely hot, um, (laughs) just based on our, uh, our luck, but they should be, I mean, they should be kind of good, they should be kind of cool tournaments, I mean, they're both uh there's some there's a fair amount of FLW history down there and uh even if the fishing isn't great it's going to be at least interesting I would say uh, cuz both of those are fisheries that don't get uh, in Shreveport you know the Red River and Shreveport doesn't have a ton of tournaments and it's a like kind of got some variety to it right 
Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, so, I don't know. We got that to look forward to. That's on the uh, docket now. Booyah. Um, what's next? Uh, well, you recently wrote a review on the Yamamoto Zacco. Uh, yeah, so... Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Uh, first off, have you thrown it? Uh, I have not, and, which is a shame because I have a pile of them uh, in my possession. Well, if you decide you don't need them, just, you know, send them on down. Um, they are, uh, so they're a chatterbait trailer. I know, like, you're supposed to be able to do other things with them, and I guess you can, but I'm not saying go do other things with them. It just, they seem to really work as a chatterbait trailer. And, like, they really work as a chatterbait trailer. Uh, Which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of designed, you know, it's a ripoff of the Lake Fork Tackle Live Magic Shad or Magic, yeah, uh, of that one, which, you know, a couple other companies have, like, uh, ripped off as well. I think I've used the Lake Fork ones. I like them. I don't think they're quite as durable as the Zacos are. And they have a horizontal tail, not a vertical tail, if you're super concerned about your bait fit, about your... Uh, deals actually looking like bait fish, which you don't have to be because they'll eat the other one. Yes. The Strike King Blade Minnow is, I think, something that not anyone really sees as a chatterbait trailer or doesn't get fished a lot and is a pretty good alternative to both of those, and it's quite durable and cheaper. Um, but either way, it's that style chatterbait trailer. They come in some pretty good colors. They fit, like, all your chatterbaits really well. They're not made out of Senko plastic, so they last longer. Um, they actually have no salt in them at all. Um, they're pretty clutch. I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, I think if you've already got a chatterbait trailer you love, you don't necessarily need to change, but, you know, if you're like, man, I want to try a new chatterbait trailer, you should try them. That's my, that's my review, basically. I dig it. We actually, um, I think we'll have a, a pile of reviews. You, I know you've knocked out a couple... Um, what was the other one? You got uh, you did one on the Jean Larue Tattletail, but the big one, right? The the yeah, Magnum yeah. Tattletail. So they they've got a eight inch model out now. It came out this spring. Um, Andrew Upshaw already won a a uh, TH Marine BFL on it. He caught like thirty pounds at Toledo Bend, um, and I caught a bunch of fish on off ledges with it. Um, you some like wacky rigged or Nico rigged. Um, but mostly just on a jig head, uh, as a big shaky head, like a three quarter ounce jig head. It's a really good worm. Like it's got, I don't know. I don't, I don't throw ribbon tails a ton. I'm more tend toward the, uh, like if I'm going to throw, if I'm going to put on a jig head, if I'm going to put a worm on it, I'd more tend toward like the mag trick worm. But this is kind mm -hmm. of. Uh, it's a little bit of an in-between bait. Like, it's got a lot of the thickness of the trick worm, but it's not thick, and it's l an inch longer, but it's not thick all the way down. So it's kind of got a little more action of it than it does. And, I mean, dude, they eat it up. They like it a lot. Hmm. I I usually, if they bite the little tail off, the little kicky tail on it, I usually do change, I usually do change the worm, uh, which happens occasionally, but by and large, it's been a good worm. They like to eat it. Uh, green pumpkin is probably the only color you need. Um, and if you're looking for another thing to throw in the ledges, I think it's something that worth, you know, giving a shot. I dig it. 
Uh, and then I think probably we got a uh, jackhammer review coming out probably the next sometime soon-ish, uh, wherein I talk about the most expensive chatterbait you can buy. Um, and why and I think we'll probably talk about that. Well, you know, we'll probably talk about that when the time comes. Once you can True. go read it on FLWFishing.com. I'm thinking that'll be... Maybe early next week we should get that out. Because we got the Zacco one out. So, like, people read about what's a good vibrating jig trailer. Now we should probably let them see why you should yeah, buy a I mean, $17 chatterbait. Yeah, and, you know, you don't need to give Brett Height two weeks in a row on the website. You know what I mean? No, that's true. That's you gotta true. Set, I mean, you got to spread it out a little. I do like Brett Height, but... Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? Don't need to pimp him that much. <laughs> yeah. I will say, I got to... I would encourage you if you want to if you search Brett Height comma bread a great on Twitter a great tweet that I sent earlier in the year will come up and uh, <laughs> I plan on embedding it in the article because it's just oh it's it like is a really my, good tweet it's one of my best <laughs> tweets <laughs> it is pretty uh, prime okay how do you know about it you're not on Twitter <laughs> yeah you sent it to me <laughs> oh well it's a good tweet so you know. <laughs> You were so proud of it. You said it to me, and I died laughing reading it. So, you, dude, it's one folks, of my you best definitely tweets. Check it out. It you is. It, it's you peaked heavily that. at that point. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> um, Kyle, do you have any uh, any other news? Uh, have you uh, have you gotten any other people to come to your Malax party? Uh, what's your uh, What's your uh, status here? We've got about I would say five minutes left to talk. Uh, I haven't heard from uh, any of the listeners, but I will be up there. I'm debating whether or not to shave a mustache. That's still on the fence. Um, I did, Bergen and myself got some custom Seth Fighter t-shirts made. Um, I will, I'll have to, I'll send you a picture of them. I got to go pick them up today. Uh, I'll, I'll snap you a picture, Jody. Okay. Uh, if and, you mean Snapchat, uh, could you text it instead? I'm not really. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a picture. I'll yeah, sna- no, I'm going to all Snapchat. up on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I will text you a picture. Sorry, I meant <laughs> Snap, take, whatever. All right, I was just checking. No, no, that's a fair point. There's a lot of uh, social medias happening nowadays. Um, um, oh, yeah, too many. But, arguably. Uh, yeah, so if anyone that is listening to this is going to be up there, say, hey. I'll be there Friday. I will probably be back there Sunday. It sounds like it's supposed to get kind of nasty and cold, like, by Sunday. Uh, dude, a it is in North the 50s wind. and raining here today. I believe it's what? I believe it's hurricane-related, though. Uh, I uh, think it'll clear up after that. It was like 67 when I started my truck this morning. It was really foggy and, like, that, you know, kind of uh, very dewy kind of outside, like a very heavy fog morning so you guys are living the dream basically down there right now it was really nice um tomorrow the next the rest of the week it's going to get back up to sort of what well, we, we've been having these really nice days where it will be like start in the 60s and get up to like the low 80s and it's never really hot enough to you know really make you feel it uh which has been nice i've been it's been very enjoyable um, oh yeah I'm that's a fan of that all right uh, but I still could go for a little bit cooler weather, which we will get in time because, you know, fall's coming along. No doubt. Um, well, man, it sounds like you got a fun weekend planned. I have a fun weekend planned, too. You remember that derby that uh, 
Tracy Adams won on Clear Lake last year. Yeah. Uh, well, Jesse and I going back for round two. So, oh baby, it's gonna be hopefully very fun. Uh, we're gonna drive out Thursday night, sleep in the parking lot, practice on Friday. Got a meeting to go to. Derby time on Saturday. Then we're gonna drive back. Cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to that very much. Uh, yeah, hopefully we fun. catch a few. Hopefully we catch a few fish. Um, but I guess if you want to uh, follow along with any of our adventures, uh, it is at Kyle Lumber on Instagram, at Jody Blanco on Instagram. FLW is all over the place. Um, FLW Fishing on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, FLW Official on Snapchat. Although there's not really much need for that until we get more into the derbies here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, uh, what else we got? Uh, I guess questions, comments, concerns, email, podcast, at flwfishing.com. I think that'll work. Um, I think that's it. Kyle, you uh, got anything else? Are you, uh, we ready to uh, call this a day here? I think we're ready to call this a day and get to our meeting. All right, tightest podcast ever. Crushed it. See ya. See ya.